What's that? Polka? No. The metal. You're looking at it. You're seeing it. Well, put it away. We need to start this podcast. What is this podcast? It's the onslaught. That's not good. No, that's <laughs> really good. That's really good. You didn't even flinch. Nope. Not that's a chance. Good. Not a chance. You're getting better. I accept death <laughs> with eyes wide open. Do you remember when you used to flinch at everything? Nope. Remember that guy in the circle pit that stanced up whenever anyone got close to him? That dude was a badass. It doesn't get more badass in a pit than a guy that stances up the second someone um, comes in a 10-foot radius of him. Yeah, man. He doesn't participate in the pit, <laughs> No, but he is ready for the pit to participate with him. Yeah. I think that dude could have surprised us all and judo flipped somebody. I, it's, he, is, he was the uh, physical embodiment of the now kind of hack phrase, fuck around and find out. Yeah, for sure. He was that phrase in human form. Yeah. And speaking of phrases in human form, if you could have one for this podcast, because now apparently we learned there is a whole podcast called your a your this, favorite band sucks. It's not that though. No. It's like this band sucks or something. Sure. All bands suck. All bands suck. Maybe that was it. Whatever. So if it's not your favorite band sucks, yeah. what would you use to describe this podcast, which is the onslaught? And it's the podcast, the only podcast, where we are deciding the definitive heavy metal band of all time? Yep. Again? Yep. The number one band of all bands. What would you describe this as? The best podcast you've never listened to. I think that's Debates on Tap. There can be two of those. Oh. Because no one listens to them, so you can say whatever you well, want. Well, it's nice because it's like circular logic. Like you listen to it, and then now it's no longer. And now you've listened to it, so you, that so every every podcast you haven't listened to could be yeah. Oh yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of podcasts, uh, we are it, buddy. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it, Chief. And in our quest to find the best heavy metal band of all time, uh, this week we are doing Chemis versus Orden Ogin, and I discovered some things about yourself i i mean i guess i made a purchase this week to, you did to to assist my quest my understand my quest for knowledge but first we need to talk about some heavy metal news there is there are some things to discuss um let's do let's do tours first so we can get that out of the way well first of all let's talk about non-tours that are happening now everybody oh, was everybody sure. was yeah. all up in arms whenever Pantera <laughs> got back together. Uh, Vargas and I we didn't really uh, care. We kind of thought it was a money grab mm-hmm. by Mister Phil. But now I, I what I'm saying is not a lot of people are asking down to come back and play venues. You know, yeah. But venues were paying Pantera money. However, mm-hmm. in Germany, which is this is kind of fun because it's sort of I feel like they did it because they have to squash any of that imagery sure uh because years ago when phil did a nazi salute on stage with cameras around mm-hmm. a lot of cameras mm-hmm. everybody's got a camera now remember that's right camera in your pocket um he faced backlash then and he never really like denounced white nationalist or nazism yeah he was just like it was one of those apologies that was like sorry it offended you guys which is a really good apology. Yeah, the best kind of apology is one where you do not take responsibility. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're talking about Nazi stuff. Yep. 
So f- the shows, uh, Pantera has been booked for lots of shows, few festivals. Now, two festivals in particular in Germany kicked them off. And a lot of people, uh, I don't think anyone had any questions why. It's always been about, for us at least, this podcast, it's always been about um, Phil being a uh, white nationalist type of person. I, I mean, I think it's even simpler than that. He's just kind of an asshole like, well, yeah, all the, the way around. At the base level, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But when you're in Germany, oh, and a band yeah, yeah. is trying to play a show who has a history of doing Nazi salutes, I think they take it a little more seriously. Yeah, probably. Than here, which I wish we took it more seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish people would get physically beat up for doing Nazi salutes and there wouldn't be a trial. I, I wish people would just not do Nazi stuff. That's step one. But let's assume they did. Let's assume they did Nazi stuff. Okay. You shouldn't be able to file charges against... That That person should not be able to file charges against anyone who beats them for doing a Nazi salute. Yeah, like if the cops show up and they're like, Oi, Govno, what's going on here? We're in England, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, and if like three people are like, That guy was doing Nazi stuff. Oh, the guy that's on the ground bleeding? <laughs> the, co- the cops yes. are like, Oh, well... That's three, that's, you know, that's like the, the rule of three, the rule of three. Yeah. I just don't think, you know, you should be, it shouldn't be a crime. Yeah. The freedom of expression is, uh, there are limits to it. Yeah. And you I can't shout fire speech. in a theater. Yeah. What if it's a mo- What if the movie is called fire with an exclamation point? Yeah. And then it, the title card says, say, say, fire. say this name of this movie. Yeah. Mm. See now that's a, it's a loophole. I'm going to make that movie. <laughs> and call it performance art. Yeah. That's you're, dope. You're just making a point with yeah. art. Yeah. Anyway, they got uh, they lost a bunch of shows now. I think they're up to three. Yeah. But I'm certain there's more on the way. I mean, they're still touring with Metallica and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like... For now. Mm. I kind of wonder, you know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But now there are some tours and festivals that are happening. Oh, buddy are there let's start with the one that's coming no that is a tour great and is coming nowhere near where we live good time city missouri time to get grumpy uh dark funeral cattle decapitation 200 stab wounds and black braid what a great tour what a great tour that, that would be I, I have to go to chicago or denver to see there's like 14 dates and it's, <sighs> there's nowhere near uh, not even a state that borders missouri yeah. besides Sh- illinois but it's like the opposite end it's the yeah the, i have to drive across Two states to get there. So I just, you know, and we talked about this when the Legion won season one. We went to see them on a Monday. And there were nine people there. Yeah. Including the band. So there were five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was just very low. Uh, there's not really a place in Kansas City anymore since the Riot Room got closed down for shows like this. There are. I mean, I mean you have there's, the Truman. There's plenty of places in St. Louis. Sure. I, but I'm. let's focus here. Let's focus home base where we don't have to drive three hours at all. Look, is that better than nothing? Yes, but I want to focus on best case scenario. Oh, we did worst case scenario. You've got a backyard. I've, that's what I'm saying. Here, I can do it. Uh-huh. Grinders. There's a bunch of places still. Do they serve the sandwich? I think so. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm all in. And maybe. hoagies. Hoagies. Uh, but I, I just it's it's a shame, and I, I blame people in Kansas City. I blame you, and you're 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 going to bed early on a Monday. Or yeah, just. Go see more metal shows. If you listen to us, you'd know when they came through. <laughs> hmm. yeah. that's, that doesn't that's work true. because if someone listened to us, then they would know. And the people who aren't listening to us aren't. Yeah, yep. 
You can't break that logic. Can't. I wouldn't even begin to understand it. Good. <laughs> now a festival. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. I keep saying Milwaukee Death Fest, but it's Milwaukee Metal Fest. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, the Jamie Josta the, run. The Jamie Josta hosted and owned uh, event. I think it's in his backyard. <laughs> it probably is. Um, but I mean, name a band and they are there. Well, interestingly enough, Chemist, a band that we are covering today, is there. Yep. Uh, but they are, uh, I think, Lamb of God is the quote unquote headliner. Yep. And then you got Anthrax and Suicidal Tendencies under them, and then a million other bands. Yep. Napalm Death, Dark Angel, Black Dahlia, Obituary, Shadows Fall, Fear Factor. I mean, Dying Fetus. It just keeps going. 36 so far. Yeah. I think they're going for more. Yeah. Pretty pretty insane. Now you brought um, up a fun a fun little thought exercise. What? And you can let us know, listener, on the on the social media at the Onslaught Pod. Is Jamie Josta the Joe Rogan <laughs> oh, of heavy metal? Yeah, he definitely is, right? I don't know. I don't know because I, I do think he is kind of that I'm I'm just asking questions. I'm just on the fence here. I'm just, yeah, he seems like that kind of guy. I haven't listened to his podcast, I guess, to be fair. To be fair. You don't have to be fair to him. Uh, He's uh, more successful. I, I guarantee you, his podcast has more listeners than this podcast. So you, so we can technically, I think that rule applies, right? People above you are oh, not we can supposed punch, to. We can punch up. Yes, you can always punch up. Jamie Josta, you've got. But be careful though, because I think we can still get sued for libel. Oh, I don't know anything about him or slander or whatever it is. I don't know anything about him, but, so I guess I won't try and say he has anything. Well, also, this is the show. Technically, has a satire tag. Oh sure, on yeah. it. So yeah, now yeah. you can say whatever you want about him. Uh, you, your feet smell. You fucking <laughs> got him. Got him. Absolutely roasted Jamie Josta. Jamie smelly feet Josta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got him. I bet he can't. I bet he can't taste the difference between Pepsi and Coke. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were playing around before. Now it's. I'm. The gloves are off. Now it's real. Uh, if you can't tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke, Pepsi makes your teeth feel fuzzy. It does, and I think it's the sugar. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know. Uh, oh, it's the teeth fuzz they put in there. <laughs> yeah, it's teeth fuzz. Uh, two little bits of heavy metal news, non-tour related, that I had. Did you see Flesh God Apocalypse's vocalist was proposed to in yeah, the middle of the show? Isn't that fun? It's pretty nice, nice right? and sweet. There's video of it. You can go check it out if you're a, a heart. This close to Valentine's Day, uh, if you're a single person, remember... Every pot has a lid. Oh, yeah. Every every fish has a tank? Sure. There's somebody out there. Yeah. That'll put up with your bullshit, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of fish in the pots. And then you catch them and you put them in the tank until they go in the pot. Until they fall in love with you. And then oh. <laughs> Yeah. And then they'll never leave you. Yeah. So that that was that was very nice. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Ma- many years of happiness and flesh god apocalypse touring season two loser flesh god apocalypse <laughs> that's right uh the other one i had that brian and i were talking about in our little pre-production was overkill's basis says quote if we sold more records we would have been up there with the big four yeah now his reasoning is that he thinks that big four is based on record sales yeah he's he's saying like they're the big four because they're the ones that broke through and got famous. They weren't like he he's trying to say that that the big four plus like Testament, Exodus, Overkill specifically uh, were like 
the you know they all kind of did the whole thrash metal thing at the That's same time in scene. the same place yeah it's a thrash metal scene back then of yeah. course and guess what four of them were better than the rest of them yeah more popular well, than the rest of three them. of them were one of them got really lucky <laughs> which one you come on would say it <laughs> anthrax <laughs> and everyone knows it i know they know that's this is correct and i think it's because they let metallica sleep on their in their apartment yeah they were just the most fun of the they band, were of definitely. those bands yes yes uh yeah it, no it is uh it's interesting because it whenever he says it out loud it's it's sort of like a no shit buddy yeah. if you were better you would have been in the like right vargas if this was a better podcast we would be more successful no no that doesn't track <laughs> damn it Try to will we're already stuff. perfect. Try to will stuff into existence here. If we were a better podcast. That's all I had. You got anything? No. Right. Uh, we talked about everything. Oh, uh, John Schaefer is is <laughs> keeping his vocalist duties up and singing like a fucking bird. <laughs> what a knob. Just remember, any of these fucking quote unquote patriotic people, as soon as you put consequences in their face they are going to sell you out if you are a part of their group they will sell you out that's part of backing the blue is when the blue is up your ass you, you squeal like a fucking pigeon yep yep you gotta you gotta give all your i think he gave up uh secret family recipes like cooking recipes to <laughs> the government um well for him it's probably just put the chicken in the oven don't uh, barely salt it <laughs> salt you want it to look white on the outside just like it looks on the inside no yeah. no flavor crust Bo boil a pot of water put the chicken in it pull it out and eat it put it on a fork take bites out of it <laughs> yeah no he uh he is giving up everybody i mean i do love to see it. i'm not like yeah it's not like oh john schaefer's actually doing the right thing it's like no it's a plea deal he's literally yeah. doing it to save his own skin yeah uh, he can still get fucked, but it is nice to see that more people are also going to get fucked because he's a little bastard. Yeah, it's it's just funny that he, he for for all of his like chest puffing. Yeah, that he clearly does. I mean, all of them. Like, though. Yeah, every right, single one of right. them. Right. Just I didn't know he was a founding member of the Oath Keepers. Was he? Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean that. Oh, uh, once you hear it, you're right. like, well, yeah. Yeah, of course he is. He's got, he's probably got every meaning starts with a reading from the original 1776 copy of the Declaration of Independence. While they play Iced Earth in the background. Yeah. 1776. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, uh. boy. Okay. I'll go first because I think uh, since you had a full-blown physical documentary to yeah, watch. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I'll have a little less information. Nah, you're fine. Now I'm going to do Chemist. Now Chemist is a doom metal band formed in 2012 in Colorado, specifically Denver. That still shocks me every time. What? Which part of that? <laughs> well, they're that young. They they Yeah, they've only been around for 10 years now. Yeah. Well, 11, I guess. And that they're from Colorado. It does feel like they're more of a Canada band. Or yeah, I mean they're not named from around here. Guys yeah, named from around here. Um it's named after uh they're they're named after a city in e ancient Egypt, um, now known as Akim Ak mm -hmm. Akmim, A K H M I M. Sure, Akmim. I'll give you that. Thank you. At the time, of course, it was chemists. So um, now they are labeled, and they label themselves as a doom metal band, but they also have elements of death metal, traditional metal, black metal in there. They fit. They fit it. That's why they fit in very well on a uh, Milwaukee metal fest bill because yeah. they. 
uh, will no doubt gain a bunch more fans. Yeah, they can slide into that lineup between anything. Yeah. Uh, listen, watching their uh, a little tour bus documentary they had. They're still in vans, which surprises me with some of the stuff I'm about to talk about. Uh, but they're still in vans, and um, they, they're much like many metal bands that we've covered. They're list the the music they listen to is very broad and wide in spectrum mm-hmm. they listen to country music. dolly parton was a person they mentioned uh but then they also talk about uh, i think it was wormed and i think it's like a it's a death like a super tech death band from but i can't remember where it's from and it's all in the foreign language apparently no. okay uh so and that you can kind of tell from their influences they bring it in because they are like i said they they are a doom metal band but they are um very progressive ish um he the uh <clears throat> the founder there are three founding members uh zach coleman on drums phil pendergast on guitar and vocals ben hutcherson on guitar and vocals uh they're they've only had one lineup change and it was a bassist their bassist they're forming uh forming a bassist from 2012 daniel byers uh, was replaced in 2020 with david small who is now their full-time bassist so pretty pretty solid lineup yeah um so it seems it always seems to me whenever a band has a solid lineup that they're probably just like cool dudes. Sure, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, uh, so what I was talking about earlier that surprises me, they're still in the van. They're not one of those bands that had to like. We've covered a bunch of them who, who released album after album or EP after EP and finally got uh, noticed. This band never even made it on the Heat Seekers list because their debut album uh, Absolution, which released in 2015 was ranked ninth on decibels top 40 albums of 2015 jesus so they're uh you know obviously they had a couple eps before that but their first studio album was hot off the presses took them right off uh and i don't believe they've had an uh, like a they've always been on some magazines um top albums of the year um second album hunted in 2016 so only a year later uh made it on number 11 on rolling stones 20 best metal albums of the year in 2016 um it was also first on decibels magazine so again solid from start to finish um in 2018 uh they released their third album desolation Uh, again decibels top 10 and decibels top 40 um, and then I, I think what a lot of people um, and what got me into them um, was the the their fourth studio album, which was released uh, two years ago in 2021, Deceiver, um, and it was ranked second in Decibel's Top 40 Albums of the Year. Damn. So Decibel loves this band. Um, they Following that release, they went on tour with Mastodon and Opeth. I've never heard of them. Pretty good stuff. I remember that tour. I do not remember at the time, Chemist being... I, I remember them being there, but I don't remember being stoked about it because at the time yeah. I didn't really know Chemis. Um, I can only say to, if you've never listened to Chemis, you need to listen to our playlist, which I think should be out by now. We're still, you know, we're a little behind on that. Um, but you need to listen to Chemis uh, immediately because they are just a lot of fun, uh, and they I think they have something for everyone. I they're not your traditional quote unquote doom metal. Um, they just have too many more, too many elements in it. Uh, they're they're doom metal the same way like Mastodon is doom metal. Sorta, I would say that they're they're doom metal the same way that Mastodon was grunge metal or or yeah, um, like sludge. Sludge, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, 
it's a very it's a very broad term to describe a very small part of chemist's sound yeah um so you, you put them there because that where else are they gonna go right right exactly <laughs> um so a couple fun facts uh phil in an interview described uh doom metal as the soul music of the heavy of heavy metal sure um, he said it's a very uh, good way to um, kind of invoke and express feelings um and i think again there's some doom metal out there that's kind of that droney really really doom metal mm-hmm. uh, but i think there's a lot of of more i don't want to use the word more interesting but you know i'm gonna more interesting doom metal out <laughs> sure. there uh much like chemists another thing that chemists is kind of known for is their aesthetic they have a very uh, specific art style on all their albums and a lot of their merch They've had the same artist. I can't remember his name, uh, and I apologize. Um, but they have had the same artist, and he's like a local Denver guy. Um, he did some stuff for, I believe, a brewery that one of that the other guitarist uh, Ben owns or co-owns or works at. Um, but the thing that inspired that they all had in common when they were trying to like figure out their like image for their albums was Molly Hatchet, and I think it would yeah. come to mind to you very much um, and many of our listeners, whether you like Molly Hatchet or not. Uh, iconic album covers in the heavy metal world yeah i'm flirting with disaster baby yeah uh specifically he mentions the one on the with the guy on the horse oh yeah uh-huh um that's just got the two horns he's holding like an axe i think yeah uh the yellow one no i don't think oh. i don't think so i think it's black sure metal is fuck yeah um so chemist is going strong they made it through the pandemic uh i think better the uh in a few interviews he's mentioned that um, it's kind of taught them a they uh, and he was very candid about this. Phil Pendergast was very candid about um, how it forced many of them, like it did many of the world, to kind of look inward and realize that uh, a lot of the band or some of the band suffered from depression, so they kind of had to meet that head on. Um, but it also said uh, he said that it it helped realize that he can he and the band can create separately. So like a lot of bands did, if you're writing music in, in, in that time, it was either virtually or on your own. And mm-hmm. then you'd bring what you wrote to the band instead of that more collaborative um, space when you're all together. Um, and so it just proved that they could function that way if they if they had to ever do that again. So good stuff from chemists. Good. I hope they tour. Well, they're going to Milwaukee Metal Fest. Yep. 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 Chemist, if you do tour, come to Kansas City. Please. Please. We will go see you. Two of us will go see you. Our, our friend, another podcast friend, we will come see you. We will dra- drag Ty. I'll drag Brendan. That's, that's four. That's four people. <laughs> that's... We've already doubled what, what we promised. What else do you want, <laughs> Chemist? Uh, all right. I got Orden Ogan, um, and I lucked out because while I was researching Orden Ogan, I found out that they put out a box set a couple of years ago that has a history of the band documentary right in it so it's just everything you need right there it really was uh how I, long was it the documentary yes like two hours it was a full I, a, yeah it's it was a, a full, full doc. documentary yeah it's like that amana marth one that i watched yeah um if if you are an orden ogan fan or if you listen to you know some of their songs you're like this is really good you need to go on Amazon and get that box set. It's called the book of Ogan because when I purchased it, it was like 1550 or something comes with the documentary comes with a full set that they did every music video they've ever made. (laughs) 
two CDs worth of material, a best of, and their first uh, label released album EP demo thing. So it's well worth the $15, $16 that you might spend on it. That's a lot. We could spend $15 on a, a CD. And I have before. I also have before. <laughs> Ordnogen. They're a German power metal band uh, founded in 1996, but they don't consider themselves really founded until 2008. And I'll get into that in just a second. Um, to answer the question that everybody has, their name means the order of fear. Ooh. Orden is German for order, and Ogen is an old Celtic word for fear. Okay. There you go. That's it. That's, that's simple. That's the whole... Th- the order of fear. The order of fear. Um, so they were... Like I said, they were founded in 1996, but they were like truly a garage band when they founded. The The two kids, Seb and his name is also Sebastian, but <laughs> there were at one point three Sebastians in the band. It's too many. It's too many. That's why they kicked one out. <laughs> anyway, I'm, they didn't. He quit, but... Um, they they didn't know how to play instruments when they started the band. They were just like, heavy, oh, wow. metal, heavy metal's cool. I got a guitar. You should get a drum set. It was one of those, yeah. right? And that turned into Orden Ogan. So That's dope. Between 96 and their first, first full-length album, Veil, um, they released three demo tapes, <coughs> as well as that full-length thing that comes in the book of or- Ogan. Um, it's an, they call it an EP, but it's got like 12 or 13 tracks on it. So it's kind of a full length, but anyway, veil is what they consider both their founding year, 2008 (coughs) and their first full length. I'm sorry, 2004. I said 2008, 96, 2004 is basically garage band, Orton Ogan learning how to play their instruments. Veil drops in 2004. That's when they found started. Veil came out and they, they were hitting on all cylinders. They got, you know, signed to a big record label. Um, what is it? AFV, that, mm, yeah. that German label. Yep. Um, and the German magazine, Hard Rock Magazine, which sure. na- hits it right on the head. Yeah, you know what you're getting. <laughs> Judge a book by that cover. Yeah. Uh, they called them the one and only legitimate blind guardian successor. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fucking high praise. <laughs> that's really high praise. From a German ba- like magazine. Yeah. Right? What what else can you say? Which I I think would be like Rolling Stone saying a band is the only legitimate successor to Metallica, right? Yeah, I think they tried that first with Black Tide and then with um, someone else. Anyway, not important. But, but like, I mean, that Big, would be the equivalent to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, that was after their first album in 2010. They released their second album, uh, Eastern Hope. And that's when they won their first big European tour. So they released two albums before they were even touring their home, you know, area. Which is interesting. That, But again, they I started as a garage, garage band. band. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, in 2012, they released their third album to the end, which was successful enough to get them across the pond. They played here at Prague Power um, in yeah 2012. And that same year, they played at Vakken. Uh, and the Made of Metal Fest in the Czech Republic. 2012 was a good year for Orden Ogan. 2012 was a good year for Orden Ogan. Um, and and I, I think it is really 
kind of insane when you think about it. Like, you didn't know how to play drums, you know, in 10 years ago. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you this. Even if you practice drums or guitar, it's still hard to write music. Yeah. And some people, like, legitimately cannot keep time. Right. And you find out when you're trying to play an instrument <laughs> yeah. that you can't keep time. Uh, so, yeah, it's very impressive that they didn't. They had no background and they were just like, fuck it. Yeah. Met- metal's cool. Let's do metal. Yep. Um, so starting in 2015, Ornogan really went on, like, a rampage. Uh, my favorite Ornogan album, Ravenhead, came out that year. Um, and it's the first album mixed in-house by the band's frontman in Green Man Studios, which is his personal studio. Oh. Uh, and it was followed by next year by that live DVD album, uh, Book of Ogan, that I was talking about. <clears throat> and I think I was trying to put together the timeline. I think 2015 is also the same year they did, um, or it might have been, you know, between albums or whatever. But they're the guy who does their cover art. They they got the same guy does all their art. Yep. He's also a director. And he made a movie called Masks and got Orton Ogan to do the soundtrack. Ooh. And for the movie, like, premiere, he got, they showed the movie, and then Orton Ogan got on stage and did a full set. And, of course, it's a horror movie, if I didn't say that. but like, Have you seen it? No, I oh. haven't watched it. But it's in German, so. It's never stopped you before? It's not, but it's kind of hard to find. That's fair. <laughs> but I thought that was dope as hell. That is like, cool. And they made a music video for the, you know, the title track and all that kind of stuff. So now we just need Peter Jackson to make another Lord of the Rings film, have Blind Guardian score it, and then have them do a full set. Dude, that's what they should have done the first time. I know. Um, so like I said, if you have any interest in Orden Ogan, please go buy the Book of Ogan because it is well worth Seriously? $16. Um <clears throat> The release of Gunman in 2017 um, saw a little bit of a break until the band dropped Final Days in 2021. And Final Days is really interesting because originally the album was set to release in August of 2019, but everything popped off and they delayed the release of the album due to COVID. That's a little earlier than most people. I'm sorry. I said 2019. August of 2020. Gotcha. Maybe oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So they delayed it um, <clears throat> and didn't end up, you know, dropping it until March of 21. In the meantime, Orden Ogan hit us with like singles. And I think it's pretty cool that they were able to adjust to the whole like getting out of the album cycle and dropping singles. Which seems to be the way things are going, which I'm not certain how I feel about. Yeah. That's a topic for a different day. Maybe next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. Um, but I, I think a lot of bands, especially bands that do these like high concept, like sci-fi albums, have a hard time doing that. Even bands like Mastodon yeah. have you know a difficult time picking out like, oh, what's the single from Crack the Sky? Right. You know? I mean, that, that is a uh, perfect example. I think that's very niche, but it's a perfect example. Yeah. So. Um, but it's cool that they were able to, you know, get out of that and start dropping some singles. Um, the other thing about the album is they released a second version called Final Days, Orden, Ogan, and Friends. Oh. Um, and it's a, they say it's a tribute to the original album. Um, 
but they it's the same song, same mix and all that stuff. But the vocals are done by a different singer from a different band on each track. That's cool. Which is cool as hell, right? Bands that we would know or more like local? I couldn't find a list. Oh. Did you pick anybody out? No, audibly? I, could, I couldn't I couldn't recognize anybody specifically. But um, if I do find out, whatever, I'll post it online or something. Um, I need to go buy the album so I can just see it. But even on like the track listings that I found doesn't like a list, you know, oh, featuring Andy from The Onslaught. <laughs> if, I mean, if you forgot, that would be. Yeah, I forgot that I did that. So I have some fun facts about. Orton Ogan specifically, all their albums tell the loose concept story of their mascot, Alistair Vale. He's an immortal who's cursed to forever roam and leaves decay and ruin in his wake. He also has a top hat and a ponytail and presumably calls girls females and milady. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Though has that has yet to be confirmed in the band's canon. Yes, yes. No, that is an onslaught theory. Yeah, but you've seen it. Of course. He definitely calls girls females. He does. That's part of his ruin and destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the other really interesting thing is they wrote a song in 2019 before the pandemic for final days uh, called December. And it's about a killer virus that wipes out the entire planet. And they did not include it in the <laughs> final release, uh, obviously, to, you know, avoid mm. being insensitive to the real life virus that killed a lot of people um not but, the whole planet though you know what i mean not the whole planet <laughs> Come calm on. down you don't be dramatic but they did release it as a single and i think it's on the orton ogan and friends version oh that's good final days so enough time passed yeah orton ogan's put out a ton of material and i tweeted this the other day when i was writing this up if you take one thing away from me for season two, please let it be like, just give Orton Ogan a chance because if you are a power metal fan at all, you're going to find a ton of stuff to like, like their sound is absolutely incredible. It's that big wall of sound. Oh yeah. You know, which is why blind guardian thing. Yeah, I was going to say that's why they're compared to blind guardian. Yep. Um, and, and it's just absolutely incredible. Um, I'm really glad, like I said, a hundred times already that I purchased that box set because their best of CD going back all the way to Vale, like it's just good. It's just really, really good music. And I'm super surprised that I didn't hear about them until I like randomly picked up Ravenhead. They got cool day. covers. Super cool covers. Yeah. And super cool music. Yeah. So go give Orton Ogan a chance. Uh, and Seb, if you're out there listening, come on the show and, I don't know, tell me about how cool it is to be an Orton Ogan, I guess. Tell me about the how you guys communicated to each other when there were three Sebastians in the band. <laughs> and whether Alistair Vale calls girls females. Yeah, what, what kind lady. of person is he? Yeah. Is he cursed because he was an incel or <laughs> did he become an incel because he because was cursed? Because the curse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh there you have it uh help us help you yeah chemist versus orden ogan uh vote online at the onslaught pod that's both our twitter and our instagram if you don't have that you can email the onslaught podcast at gmail.com uh or you can just uh if you know where i live just come knock on my door and tell me come on knock on my door waiting for you nice. do that and then sing sing me that that's how you knock and then 
Then oh, tell then, me your vote. Then you'll know to open the door because yes. they have to vote. And then drive away. <laughs> You're not invited in. I just needed your vote. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Uh, and, you know, we did kind of shit on uh, John Schaefer. So if, if Heister is your favorite band, your favorite band sucks. 